Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Over the last three weeks, we have looked at the eighth chapter of St. Paul's letter to the Church of Rome. It's a dynamic chapter that in some ways brings what Paul talks about in chapters 5, 6, and 7 all together. And it brings that almost to, I wouldn't say conclusion, but it, it ties it all together. And then we have the beginning of chapter 9, which was our second reading today. It starts another section of Romans, mainly Romans chapters 9, 10, and 11. But we would be foolish to read these sections independently or, um, say, in isolation from the letter as a whole. Romans is an epistle, a letter, to be read together to be read as a whole. The themes run throughout the entire writing, and so it's important to understand Romans. St. Paul goes back to a theme that he talked about in the third and fourth chapters, and a question he anticipates his readers will ask. I'll tell you what that question is in just a moment, but you see in chapter eight, one of the things that was emphasized was adoption into the family of God, to become children of God, in other words, God's people, the people of God. And St. Paul finished last week's reading saying that nothing can take away from us the love of God in Christ Jesus. Not anything in the present, nor in the future, nor any powers, nor anything else in all of creation is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And as the people of God, nothing can separate us from God's love, which Paul then anticipates a question from the Church of Rome, and that is this. So, what about the people that are usually referred to as the people of God, the people of Israel, Jewish people? And this is what St. Paul is talking about in our reading and over the next few chapters. What about Israel? Now, of course, Paul was Jewish, and so this was an intimate thing for him. He writes in our reading today, he says, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race, the people of Israel. It's very personal for him. It was a question that had been lingering on throughout this letter. Now, way back in the third chapter, though, he talks about this. So way back in the very beginning, the first four verses of Romans chapter 3, he says, what advantage then is there being a Jew or what value is there in circumstance? First of all, the Jews have been entrusted with the very words of God. What if some were unfaithful? Would their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? Once again, Paul answers, not at all. He goes on to say in Romans chapter 3 that the words of God the law makes us conscious of our sins, but we actually uphold the law, Paul argues in Romans 3, that we actually uphold the law through faith, not works, which is why in chapter 4, St. Paul then brings up Abraham, the patriarch. St. Paul writes in Romans 4.13, it was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. 
You see, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Not because of works by obeying the law. Abraham couldn't have obeyed the law, right? Because the law wasn't around yet. That came through Moses many, many, many years later. So Abraham, it was by faith. So that when God made a covenant with Abraham, God continues to faithfully uphold that covenant to the people of faith. St. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 4, Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. So not just the people of the law, but to others that have faith. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. So God continues to fulfill, and that promise is carried out by faith through God's grace. You see, because we are not saved by works, we are saved by grace. And St. Paul, in our reading today, is arguing that we are not saved by an ethnic race. We are saved by grace by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. All the people of God are adopted into the family of God on the basis of grace through faith. In Paul's day, many thought, and many today probably too, that because of being a race of people, you are saved because of that connection. Well, St. Paul would argue that we are saved by grace, not by race. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So what's going on in the big picture? Way back in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we're going way back, right? <laughs> Genesis 1. Way back, God created the heavens and the earth. And he called his creation good. Humans were part of that creation and we were created in the image of God, both male and female. However, we thought our own way was better than God's way, and so we rebelled. We call that sin. And right from the start of sin and its curse on God's creation, God had a plan to redeem the world. It's found in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And God said, someone is coming to crush the head of the enemy. Someone's coming. And years later, God called Abraham and made a covenant with him. And Abraham believed and became the father of the people of God. You have the ups and downs of the Old Testament, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and on. And then, in the right time, the Messiah was born, Jesus, who made a way for all people to come to faith by his death on the cross. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he was raised to life, he later ascended into heaven, and the story continues in the book of Acts. The people of God expands from an ethnic group to include both Jew and Gentile. The people of faith continues to grow, and we are part of that movement as being adopted into the, that family. So as the people of God, Christians, followers of Christ, Messiah's people, Messiah being the Hebrew, meaning anointed one. Christ being the same word, just in Greek. So basically the same words in different languages. 
St. Paul writes in our reading today from Romans 9. And so here's what's going on. Theirs, meaning the Jews, is the adoption to sonship. Theirs, the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all forever praised. So what Paul is doing here is bringing it all together. God has not forsaken the Jewish people. And you can read the rest of Romans 9 to find out more. So the people of God, both past and present, are forever connected by faith. It is by the grace of God that we are the people of God, ever-expanding people of faith. And that's why it is so ludicrous that throughout church history, the part of the church, our history, that there is anti-Semitism. It is part of our history as a church, and it's wrong. Anti-Semitism is sin, as any racism is. We can reject religious pluralism, which we should, but we should encourage religious freedom and the toleration of different faith groups. And that's important, especially in reading Romans 9, 10, and 11. So what is our takeaway today? Well, let me put it in three words. God is faithful. You can read all through the Old Testament the failures of the people of God and the New Testament, all the sins. I mean wicked stuff in the Old Testament, right? Violence, rape, greed, you name it, we have Bible heroes with great failures. Just think of all the history that took place during this time that is not listed in the Bible. Alexander the Great, the rise of the Roman Empire, and so much more. Yet, God still orchestrated his purposes in the universe. God is faithful. Throughout history, God is faithful. Jew and Gentile, God is carrying out his will among the nations. And sometimes we struggle to see it. Sometimes we wonder, where is God at? My goodness, how long is this pandemic going to take? <laughs> sometimes we imagine God gave up on us. Maybe he's just like, I'm done with those, that crew. But he is with us. He is faithful. And this we can rest in. Even now, God is faithful. He does not change. He is carrying us through these times. And if we lean in on him, we can truly find rest. I'm going to leave you with a prayer that we often say during Compline. It's one of my favorite prayers in the prayer book. Let us pray. Be present, O merciful God, and protect us through the hours of this day and night so that we who are wearied by the changes and the chances of this life may rest in your eternal changelessness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. 
If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.